Oh yeah. Welcome to another episode of the Alski Show. That's right, each and every Sunday a new one is uploaded for ya. That's right. I want to shout out my sponsors, Ryan over at Sticker 5. Karen from Down Under at Gallery 448. Fan 561. Spanking new music. Big shout out to uh, Graffiti P from last week. Make sure you check out his page. Check out his work. The man got some real nice shit. I want to send my condolences out to my brother, Bid OTC. His mom's passed away. May she rest in paradise. Alright. Shoutouts go out to Darks BTM. The brother Zeus. Style Hunters, New England. BZ SRS OTC. OS501. Such RIS. My brother Wino. Rush EGM. Chris RWK. BPLA. Check out their page as well, below poverty level. And of course, to the brother George over at All the Right. What's up, George? The brother Just. World famous crew. Send three. JRC. SNR crew. And my old bombing partner, the brother New. NUE. Yo, Richie now. All right, this week's guest is going to be a good one, like they all are. If you can figure out the title to this instrumental, you got it. That's right. Yep, and we rock. Mm-hmm. All right, let's see if we get him on the phone. Contacts, same shit over and over again. All right. Let's see, let's see, let's see. All right, let's hit that call button. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, shit. How come I can't hear my damn phone? Oh, hello? You hear me? Well, hold on one second. These damn bleeps and blunders. Oh, shit, I just hung up on them. Fuck. Let's try it one more time. Let's try it one more time. Why ain't I fucking hearing them? Oh, brother. If it ain't one thing, it's another. Let me tell you. Whoop. Yellow. Ah, shit, man. I can't hear him. Why? Uh, damn, fuck. Hello? Yellow, can you hear me? Hello? Uh, hello? Hello? Hello, hello. God damn, the music came on, but I didn't hear I didn't hear uh Doc. Doc, can you hear me? Hello. 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 Oh, this is fucking insane. Jesus fucking Christ. Ah, mm. oh, shit. I could hear him. He can't hear me. I just got hung up on. And yep, the interview is for Doc TC5. Doc. 
we got a lot of fucking bleeps and bumps here, goddammit. Oh yeah, welcome to another episode of the Alski Show. Be sure to check us out each and every Sunday. That's right. Be sure to follow the Alski Show on the gram. Big shout outs to my sponsors, Ryan over at Stickify, Karen from Down Under, Gallery 448, Fan 561, Spanking New Music. Special thanks to Graffiti Pete, my interview last week. Make sure you check out his page. Graffiti Pete, one word. Give him a follow. Let him know that Alski sent you. That's right. I want to send my condolences out to uh, my brother Bid. Uh, his mom passed away. May she rest in paradise. Uh, life's too short, people. Embrace it. Alrighty. Shout outs go out to Darks, BTM, Zeus. Style Hunters, New England. BZSRSOTC. OS501. Such RIS. My brother Wino. Shouts go out to Rush EGM. Chris RWK. The man is insane. Check him out. Big ups to BPLA. Below poverty level. To my brother George over at All The Right. If you're ever in Corona on Corona Avenue, be sure to stop by his store. Get some paint, get some kicks, get some gear. All that good shit. Big ups to Just WF Crew. Sentry, JRC, SNR Crew. My old bombing partner, New OTC. That's right, big new. Gotta try to get him out of retirement. All right, if you could guess this track... That's who my guest is. Let's see if we get him on the phone. Hopefully he picks up the phone. All right, let's try, let's try, let's try. All right, we're going to do this one more time. Oh, I got a dial tone. All right. All right, I think we're working now. What's up, Doc? How many times did you hear what's up, Doc? Oh, um, can you hear me? Yeah, you can. Okay, good. Well, I just got to say, I, I actually had to stop and restart because I, I normally don't do that type of thing, but I, I threw a couple of F-bombs in. Uh, Doc was on the phone, and he was saying hello, hello, but uh, I heard him. He didn't hear me, so... Anyway, everybody, Doc 5, TC5. Is that correct? Yes, it is. Okay. Just want to make sure because my, my day is horrible. Uh, as horrible as it possibly can get, it it just went horrible. And uh, at least I got you on loud and clear now. All right, Doc. Yep. Why, don't, uh, why don't you tell everybody where you're originally from so the listeners know. Yeah, no, I'm originally from uh, the planet of Brooklyn, specifically mm-hmm. East New York. Ah. And, uh, yeah, 
East New York, Brooklyn. When when did you when did you start uh, writing graffiti? Um, I mean, technically, you really get started is when you first hit a train. Uh-huh. So that would be that would be the fall of nineteen seventy eight. Wow, it goes that uh, far back? Holy wow. Yeah. Damn, I'm getting old. Yeah. Shit. I was uh I was a wide eyed toy, you know, looking to have some fun. <laughs> that's that's a good way of explaining it. Huh? Straight up to uh yeah, I was a toy just trying to have fun. I, I think everybody gets into the game thinking they're good, but those that could admit, you know what, I really sucked. And I just wanted to have fun. That 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 I got to give you credit for. Uh, we we all start off whack. I don't think anybody started bombing day one, banging shit out like you know, one two three. There's 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 steps into uh, you know routine and hand style and lettering and you know using your paint. But uh, you know back in '78, it, it was kind of critical as far as paint choice. I mean, because today you know we have all these designer you know, spray cans, and uh, it definitely wasn't like that back in the day. I mean, how how was it for you? For me, it was, because, you know, we had what we had, and it was beautiful. You know, I, I didn't miss anything. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I, don't, I don't compare yesterday to today. Well, that's, that's true. That's true. Because what yesterday had, was, never- was the best. That's, that's all I got to say. Yeah, and we had exactly what we needed, you know. Red Devil was my favorite color, I mean, my favorite can brand. And they had a nice assortment. Mm-hmm. Rustoleum had a nice... Krylon had a really nice wide palette. Um, not all their colors were opaque, but, you know, I had ways of getting around that. Mm-hmm. And um, Wetbook Wet rounded it out, you know. I, I don't think we missed anything. It's just... We're comparing apples and oranges now. Mm-hmm. They have too, too much, you know. Yeah, yeah, them. I agree. It is a little, a little bit much. I and, have, uh, you know, the, the the wet look to me was like one of the hottest looking cans. I mean, the label matched the color, the cap, the label. It was, it was great. You know, I, I do. Did you ever, did you ever save any of those old cans by any chance? No, no. Um, Maybe one or two old Bristol Williams, but mm. most of the cans that I have in my collection I got from the uh, the cap matches colors guys. Right, right. They, they blessed me with a bunch of cans, you know, just to have them my display. Well, I I, I gotta say I, I I'm not a big collector of many things in in graffiti period, but I do have a nice collection of. Uh, 1967, 1972 Rust-Oleums. Uh, I have uh, quite a few of the Wet Look, Red Devil. I have, you know, an assortment. I mean, I was a Krylon guy. And uh, to be honest with you, I think I maybe maybe have like four or five. You know, nothing big on the Krylon because I use so much of it. But uh, the, the, the paint was actually paint. I mean, I, I enjoyed painting. You know, it was hard to get it off your hands. You know, your your nose was loaded with the color, you know, so on and so forth. I mean, the great memories of painting. And uh, so you, now you're, you're, 
you're hitting your trains, as you were saying before. Um, you're not a you're not a graffiti writer until you hit your first train. How how was that experience? Well, it was kind of funny because uh, I I never intended on doing it. Um, I thought riding on trains was kind of silly when I was a kid. I didn't think it was worth the risk, and wow. it wasn't until yeah, no, I had I never had any intention on doing it. I had a very strict mother, and I and I didn't think it was worth the uh, the you know the outcome. I just thought getting caught was just was too much. Yeah, you know, forget, forget about the cops dealing with mom. That was a problem, right? Yeah, yeah. My mother would have got a phone call that I got caught eating graffiti. I'd have been done for life. You know, my mm-hmm. life would have been over. So yeah, I, no, I, I, can, relate. <laughs> I so can relate. So I painted handball. I painted handball courts and walls in like late '77. That was I was happy with that. Mm-hmm. I've never had no. And then my first year of high school, which was 78, um, my old partner at the time, he was just like, yo, if you don't start writing, you're going to lose your name. And I'm like, how's that? And he's like, there's another doc on the chair. Hmm. And I said, okay, you know, as long as he stays on the J-line, he's cool. I don't, I don't have no problem with that. And then one morning we were going to school and uh, there it was, and the doc too, right on the sea train. And I just said, that's it. That's it. I'm, I'm going to start painting trains. Wow. You know, because I, I, I was furious that he, he said I had sent a message to him mm-hmm. to somebody that knew him. Right. Like, Yo, I don't care. I don't care if we both write doc. Because he wrote doc too. Mm-hmm. And, um, I said, I'm cool with it. It's no biggie. I said, as long as you stay in your neighborhood, I stay in mine. Right. As long as there's no old, I'm cool. And then he started hitting my line. You know, and it really wasn't my line, but I wasn't right. And it was just a it line. Was, it was your cool. hood. Right. Right, right. So, you know, basically, he gave me the finger, and I said, oh, shit. <laughs> so my old, my old partner was right. He's like, if you don't write, you're going to lose your place in history. You can't. You can't be a handball court dude in the wall with, you know, tagging in the neighborhood that means, you know, you, you got to stake your claim. Right. So after that, I just, I said, listen, I'm ready. Let's go. That's it. And, One, two, uh, three. And you were, you were, you were, uh, obviously you, you were aggravated and you were like, okay, now I'm going to show you who I am. And that, that, that must have been some adrenaline rush. Well, it's an ego thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Graffiti about ego, you know. Most of the people that that wrote graffiti are just kids that had something to say. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And, and you know, nobody nobody listened, so they had to, you know, force it down the city's throat. Right. And it, uh, the, the best expression ever, in my opinion, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. It's you know. So when it was- yeah, yesterday. The history is is always the best. I mean, today people are writing history, but I believe uh, yesterday, yesteryear, however you want to say it, I think that's the best storyline because it's like in the books, so to speak. You know, I mean, who, you know, what kid, well, today, what kid really likes school? But I remember, you know, history was great. I used to love history. All the other classes I had a bit of a problem in. 
But uh, the, it's just amazing how an interpretation of one individual could set off so many emotions in a separate individual. So you having no intention on hitting trains, you know, and you were cool with the other doc, and all of a sudden you got that, as you said, ego, um, you were just like, okay, let's do this. And, and what, 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 was, what was the feeling when, when you actually entered the yard or your layup to do your first train? It was exactly how I imagined it. Um, my first time going bombing was uh, doing inside. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was mind-blowing. A little hectic because I didn't really like being trapped inside of a train car. So yeah. it was very nerve-wracking, but at the same time, it was also exhilarating. So we get the C train, we get the A, like an oxygen layup. Mm-hmm. We caught the Liberty layup of the scene, and then we hit Grant layup. And on Monday morning came around and we went to school. Mm-hmm. My name was up on like, like every other train car that pulled in. And then I said, oh, okay. Now I get it. And you liked it, right? <laughs> oh, man. I remember the first time a dude said, yo, I see you up. There was, there's nothing like it. You know, no, that, there's not. That was kind of a rush for someone to say, yo, I see you, you were up. And I'm like, oh, okay. I, I'm going to keep doing this. <laughs> you know, I ain't stopping no time. <laughs> And and, and, uh, and and you have a long history in the game, so your your words were proven from day one. I'm I'm one of the few people that can say that can honestly say that they can show artwork from the day they started writing to now. Wow! You know, I I I do pieces every year, every year, some shape, form, or fashion. I'm out there painting, and you know, and, and you. Very, and you do have, uh, I, I got to say, I mean, if you want to bring it up, I mean, your, your aliases as well. Um, I remember you, uh, not personally because we never met, but I remember your, your, your work. Um, and then we had that discussion and we discussed Arab. And uh, I was like, hold up, wait a minute. I was like, that's you? And, you know, you you explained whatever. <laughs> I, I got to say, today and even yesterday, 99% of the time, I could tell if a writer was writing something else, you know, without saying it, you know, just by looking at the, the style. And there's so many things to go by. But I, I must admit, you're that point zero one percent that really threw me in a loop. And... Uh, you know, explain that. I mean, because how did you, did you do it intentionally or did you not? No, it's really organic because with a lot of writers that, that haven't mastered style yet, they don't understand that the letters dictate the design. Mm-hmm. So you'll see that are there are writers that that have a name that just doesn't speak to style, right? So 
So the name Doc is very, very passive style-wise. It's, it's, if you look at the letter D, the letter O, and the letter C, in, in essence, they're really just three circles. You know, uh, three yep. sizes. Absolutely. So I can, I can style it. I've styled it many times, but the letters don't move me the same way that the, the name Arab does. Those that's so you you pronounce it Arab because I always used to say Arab, and the reason why is because <laughs> back in the day, back in the day, I I went to John Bond High School, which was in Flushing, and there were a couple okay. of writers, old school writers, you know, uh, back in the day. Not that they were old school because we were all the same age, but I I remember one one guy used to write uh, Serp. And I believe he was down with CAC crew. And okay. he would say Arab. And then, like, as conversation went on, I just considered it as Arab uh, instead of Arab. I, I don't know why. I mean, I guess it was just, it stuck. And um, I would well, see. I made the distinction. Mm-hmm. I made the distinction. Well, Rab is actually a friend of mine back then. Right. I was a friend of mine before, before I even wrote Arab. Right, so, Rab. Uh, that's right. That's right. Bringing up someone else. Absolutely. And it was that so, era. So mm-hmm. Yeah, consciously, I would have never called it Arab out of respect to him, you know, because he was he was Rab. He was, he was first with, with that sound. Yeah, and he was you know nasty, I mean? too. He was nasty. I remember black books from that guy. Yeah, he was, he was, he was a very good friend of mine, still is. And, um, you know, he's a Queens dude. I'm a Brooklyn dude, but my family lived out in Queens. So I was out there a lot. Mm-hmm. And we just would hang out. And, uh, you know, rab is rab, you know. So I was very conscious not to call it a rab. Right. I, I gotcha. Yeah, absolutely. I didn't want to cringe on, you know, on his territory. You know, because when I started writing Arab, a few people were like, yo, man, like, what's up with that? That, that's like that's very close to Rab, and I go no, it's Arab, mm-hmm. Arab, clearly Arab. You know, it's like like the people Arabs, right? You know. Hmm. See, I, that's that's how I should have figured out the pronunciation. I just should have stuck with the uh, yeah. with the schooling. But uh, I, I remember I remember Serp saying saying that as a Rab, and that's how it stuck. And when when I figured it out on your page, I'm like, hold up, man. This, 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 this is kind of funny. But, uh, you know, it, it's amazing. So you were originally from Brooklyn. Here I am in Queens. And I heard of exactly who you mentioned. And uh, the funny, the, I even have one even funnier because there was Serp. There was a guy that used to write B.I. Uh, in my homeroom. Another guy used to write uh, Scan 56 from Jamaica. And the funniest thing uh, shown, uh, IF crew, uh, was in my class, and I never knew he wrote. He knew I wrote. And funny thing is, is he had gotten in trouble in school. I believe this was like ninth grade. And he actually (laughs) asked me to forge a letter and sign it, you know, with his mom's name. And I remember that story till today. And, and actually, Sean, you know, brought it up once again. 
And uh, it's just amazing how you being from Brooklyn, how, how it traveled back then without social media through, you know, black books and by word of mouth. I think it was more of an impact back then. Well, if you were on trains, that was the internet, you know. Correct. You know, Correct. remember that eight hours, the train to make two or three trips of town and back. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you did something word that out. No, absolutely. You know, I, I agree. Of, I agree with that. <laughs> and, you know, somebody saw it. And once that somebody saw it, it was on and popping, you know, so... But a lot of those cats, I I I knew a lot of Queens cats because a lot of the Queens cats hit the A line, right? You know, that, that was very close to them, you know, because it would it would run the Leopards Boulevard, so mm-hmm. it would run out to the rock, right? So a lot a lot of Queens dudes were very familiar, and a lot of Queens dudes, you know, destroyed the the, the, the A line. Now. You know, so, Mm-hmm. Now back back in the day, back in back in the day with you know that era, and even going into the eighties, uh, I remember I was doing a throw up, and uh, it was just me trying to get another tag, and I remember using a a, a brown primer, and I did a dock. And I loved it. And someone had came up to me and he goes, you know, there's a doc, right? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, yo, man, you can't, you can't mess with this dude. This dude, this dude is banging shit out. Now, not that banging shit out. I don't think was the exact terminology back then. I think it was uh, burning shit or something to that effect. And uh, when I heard that, I was like, all right, that's done and over with. And at that same time, 1980, I came out with my crew OTC. And I remember another rider saying, yo, that sounds like OTB. And I'm like, listen, you know, B and C are two different things. You know, it has nothing to do with me. And I I stuck to my guns on that. But the doc... I, I liked it because exactly what you had said, you know, basically it was three circles. So I had this yeah. D that looked sort of like um, a circle with two little, look like muffins on the side of it. And then the O is your okay. obvious O. And what I did with the C is I actually matched the outside of the D, you know, to make okay. you C. And I and I loved it, but like I said, when they when they were like, "Hey, now you know, Doc," and I was like, "All right, you know what?" I mean, I had my Alski tag. I was like, "You know what? Forget that." And I did, and it's amazing because 1980 to this very day, I never have met you. I've seen many many things through magazines. Pictures, you know, actual uh, pictures that we used to develop in the photo mat back in the day, you know, where people would catch you, you know, benching. And um, I was like, wow, I really like the way this guy rocks. You know what I'm saying? But the the Arab, I did not know it was you. And it was funny because I heard 
throughout that same era in John Brown High School, Doc was very, very, very uh, into people's mouth. You know, like you popped up many, many times. And uh, another yeah. writer, maybe, maybe you know him, I don't remember where he was supposedly from, Python. Yeah, no, but yeah, I'm cool with Python. Okay, there you go. So, you know, Python is is another one picking a very long tag, and just he actually murdered it, in my opinion, especially for back no, in absolutely. that era. You know, but the, like you were saying, like the style, it's it's like, um, you know. Style is is very unique to an individual because you got to develop your own style. And when were you actually content with your style? Um, I would say any time in the eighties when I was really going each shit on training. You know, mm-hmm. I, I had I had got to the point where. I, I, I wasn't worried about whether my style was good or not. I knew it was. Right. That's that's the confidence you need. I yeah, I, yeah. I, I highly... I, yeah, I, I agree with you. You were like, you know what? I'm killing shit, and I don't need to prove nothing to no one. And that's the attitude you need. And I, I, I'm actually, I'm actually enjoying what you're saying because it sort of reminds me of me, you know, when I was younger as well. But you were thinking out the box. You were already thinking about history. Yeah. You know, you and your your, your bombing partner. That's 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 amazing. Yeah. Did you? Did you ever? Mm-hmm. Now, did you ever think it would go this far for so many years? Yeah. Oh, you did? Wow. Oh, that's a, that's amazing because I myself never thought I would be, uh, you know, interested uh, writing, you know, painting, whatever. And I never thought it would go that far. I, I always said to myself, ah, when I hit a certain age, I'll stop. But lo and behold, once the, once the aerosol is in your system, it, it never comes out. You know, even if you go on a hiatus, you always have the itch. I mean, do you agree with that? Yes and no, mm-hmm. because a lot of people, a lot of people didn't achieve anything in graffiti, so it's easy for them to walk away from it. Right. But you know, me once once I got good, I was like, why stop? It just doesn't make sense, you know. Even after the train ever died, and, and we had to take it to the street, I still was like, I'm not stopping. Like I'm good now. I'm really good. Like, well, that's 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 a good way to look at it, really. I mean, especially you know, especially at, at the younger age, you know, many many people would you know if they get freaked out, they just they just walk away. Yeah, I worked really hard. Like, I was bad. Like, I I was uh, when I came to style, I was a toy. I was horrifying, and. But I was smart enough to not just bite people's shit. I would bite on a piece of paper, and then I would recraft it and 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 learn how to add my personality into it. And then over time, I realized, okay, I don't have to bite anymore. 
because now I know how to create letters. Like I know the building block. Right. So did, then, mm-hmm. did did you have someone that you? Um well, what's the word I, I, I should use? Like, in other words, was there another graffiti writer out there that you would say, wow, I like, I like his style and, and inspired you to either do better or style your own letters? Was there anyone out oh, there? Sure. I mean, okay. A lot, of, a lot of people, I mean, anybody that's, that's nice and tells you that they did it on their own, their lives. You know, their name isn't like phase two or somebody, you know, like, come on. You, everybody got something from somebody. Absolutely. So when I was a really, when I was really young kid, in the late 70s, there was this guy named Dynamite 149, and he lived in my project. And he took me under his wing. He was like, we're really, really good. You know, he was an extreme painter. He had style. He could draw. You know, he could do black folks, he could do whatever. He he had it, he had the total package. And um he was really good for his time and he taught me a lot. And then after that, um I met a guy named Fine Ninety Nine. Um, he also wrote he was from the CIA crew and he also lived in my project. And I studied with him. I would sit with him for hours. And watch how he created letters and how he did things. And it gave me a better foundation. And then after that, um, it became a matter of being smart enough to just align myself with writers that were better than me or or as good as me. Like, I never wanted to go backwards. I never wanted to... Like, once I got to a point where I, I was so much better than somebody... I would just be like, I, I got to move on. And that's not like just me being, you know, shitty to a person. It's that my thirst for knowledge of style was so raving is I couldn't stop. You know, once once learned, I had to keep going. I had to keep going. So I would always find people that were just better than me until it got to the point where I was just, I was good. You know, there was no going back. That's that's put in 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 many other people's um, the way the way other writers look at the the art the the graffiti the writing the style. You actually seem like you were just going for gold, as you expressed earlier. You just wanted to have fun, and <clears throat> that to me is 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 someone that has a knowledge and a craft that just takes advantage of it and keeps rolling with the punches. And, you know, I agree with you. It's not that you you were trying to shit on anybody. You just wanted to indulge in whatever you could get from good writers. Yeah. So, this, is a true, this is a true story. One day me and a bunch of guys were sitting around drinking quarts. And, you know, everybody starts talking about their goals and graffiti. And, uh, you know, after I transcended and went to trains, I started to see that this world was bigger than my neighborhood and that there were all these incredible dudes out there doing incredible stuff and that I was really just whacked. So my goal was to just really get better, really, really get better. So 
we all sitting around drinking beer and everybody starts asking each other, like, what's your graffiti goal? And one dude was like, yo, my graffiti goal is to, like, get mad marketing and get, like, mad fucking containers of ink so I can just, like, king, you know? Like, all right, that's cool. And the other guy was like, y'all want to rack, like, a thousand cans and just have all those cans, like, under my bed, you know, we're going to go bomb and I'm going to have unlimited paint and I'm going to get up. And I'm, like, looking at that dude, like, all right, that's a nice idea. And the other dude was like, yo, I want to go all city. Another guy was like, I want to have, like, a top to bottom on every line. You know, we're all going down the line, and they get to me, they go, back, what's your graffiti goal? And I just said, I want to be one of the best that ever did it. And they all laughed at me. That's Everybody up. laughed. And That's the reason they laughed at me was because, realistically, I wasn't that good. So for me to... to you know, say that that's my goal. Like, that was going to be a lot of man hours, a lot of work. Like, to come on, you know, for me, if you see where I went, if I show you like old black books and stuff that I did back then, I, I wasn't that good. But I wanted to be good. And I think that that's the difference with a lot of writers that don't achieve any kind of success or that don't get, they never get that good. Is because they never make the goal too good, right? You know, like mm-hmm. you, you, you got to shoot for the moon. You know what I'm saying? Or you got to shoot for the sun. If you shoot for the sun and you miss and hit the moon, it's not too bad. So that was my goal. Was the goal to aim really high and hope that I land somewhere in a respectable place. Now, what do you and, think, uh, what do you think uh, these guys think of you now? you know, laughing at you back then and seeing your success oh, today. Yeah. Most of them are gone. Maybe like one or two of them are left. But, you know, it, 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 I didn't do it for them. You know, but when I, you know, I run into people all the time and we talk and we laugh. Like, um, my boy, um, um, Fable, the, the one that, 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 that dances, and like Boogie and all of that. We knew each other since we were like, maybe 15, well, he's a year younger than me. So I was like 15, he was 14 when we met. And um, we were sitting in the Hall of Fame one time and he was just watching me paint. And uh, we took a break and we were just kicking it about old times. And I said to him, yo, would you ever think in a thousand years this good? And he said, no, he was a toy. You know? And, and we laughed. We, I mean, it's it's funny. It's like, yeah, he's like, I never thought in a thousand years you would even come close to this. He goes, bro, you was whack. You know what <laughs> <laughs> And it's like, yeah, but, but that's the reality. You know, there's a lot of whack writings that never brought it to fruition. There's a lot of dudes that, that never made the leap, you know, because they didn't stick, they didn't stick with it and they didn't make any goal. You know, this... Mm-hmm. When, when, dudes, when dudes are sitting around worrying about things that they couldn't control, like life, marriages, babies, work, all of that, I, I never stopped painting. You know, you understand? I do what I had to no, do. I, I raised my kids. and But I I knew I had to go get me, a, you know, a couple of cases of paint. I was always sketching, and I was always making plans. Like, I never let it slip. 
You know, I kept myself around dudes that wanted to do what I wanted to do. So when I said, like, yo, we're going to do eight handball courts, or we're going to paint eight cars tonight, or we're going to do whatever, you know, my dudes was ready, and they was ready to go to distance. So when I told them something crazy, like, yo, we're going to do this idea, and we're going to do this and that, they was with it. You know, and that's one thing I pride myself in being as an idea person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if you, if you look across my graffiti history, you'll see a lot of things that you just go, damn, what are they thinking about? <laughs> yeah, well, that's you know? that's exactly what I was thinking in general through, through the conversation. I mean, the answers you were, you were putting out, <clears throat> I was saying, damn, you know, this guy is like ahead of his time, and you know what were you thinking about was going through the back of my mind. So, yeah, no, I, I do understand. It 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 seems to be that the more people I, I I speak to, the stories are always similar, but they're always different, just like your fingerprint. And right, it's just ninety percent of the people always say, "Nah, I don't think I would." You know, I didn't think I would ever be in this to this day. And, you know, it was pretty much having fun, you know, because for me it was having fun. And um, as time went on, you know, okay, so let's say I I got a job and I didn't, you know, go out. And it it was always in the back of my mind. To this very day, I got to tell you, you know, I hear a, a... a ball rattling in a can or I smell paint of any, of any type, you know, it's right there, right? It's like, uh, the light bulb goes on and it's like, okay, I got to do something. And, um, you know, I personally think that it's, uh, uh, it's, um, not a, not a, not a disease, but it's more of a way of life once you do it. You know, some people are like, ah, he's going through a phase. You know, he's sick. No, it's not that. I mean, I speak for me. I think you, I, I, I'm assuming you would agree with, you know, you just want to paint. Graffiti uh, is the phase. Mm-hmm. You know, because all, all, all humans want to express themselves. So that was our way as, as you know, forgotten children in New York City. You know, this is like very important. You know, we, we, we you know, we, we lost everything because I mean, in that in that golden age of graffiti, you got to remember that was Reagan. That was Reaganomics. You know, mm-hmm. that was when this whole country went to shit before people. You know, and all everybody got lost in the sauce. Mm-hmm. You know, anyone that's old, anyone that's old enough to remember that era. The first thing Reagan did was uh, he, he killed every social program in America. And all those social programs helped the poor community. So now they closed recreation centers. They, they defunded PAL. They, they stopped funding Job Corps. They stopped funding some of these programs. They stopped funding community centers, libraries. Everything that poor people enjoyed or, or rounded out their lives with. Because, I mean... We, we didn't know we were poor in, in that era, but we found out we were poor once they took away those services. 
because those services made life bearable. So right. a lot, a lot of kids were pushed out into the street. And after that gang era came the graffiti era. So it was just a natural evolution. Kids were like, no, I have no way to go, nothing to do. I'm going to go do it. I'm either going to gang bang or do this graffiti thing. That, that, that's so well put. That is so well put. I, I got to say that's, you know, very uh, on point when you, when you express it that way. And it's amazing how politics to this very day controls so much. But yet, yeah. you know, your everyday person, your average person has to struggle with these power trips of the politicians. It's just, you know, they, 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 they say like uh, Uncle Sam is the biggest crook. You know, he gets away with everything, right? With your taxes. Uh, but yeah. lo and behold, those politicians love lying in their pockets and they'll sell their soul to the devil. Uh, I, I truly believe in that. And it, and it's a sin when, well, when, especially when the young, the young kids, the youth, because, you know, they're the future. Like we once were, you know, young kids. And uh, to have something taken away, you know, at a young age, and then you start realizing life is not as what it seems, you know, that, that's got to be yeah. pretty hard. So, yeah, I get it. I get the, I get the rebellion, the rebellion part, 100%. But then again, we were just innocent kids vandalizing. And, uh, you know, then you get hit in the back of the head with a bat, you know, with fucking reality, you know? And yeah. if you go back and you, you keep going through the errors, like, you know, with, with uh, Ed Koch and David Dinkins and, you know, you start piecing things together, you know, any intelligent person sees, you know, from the past what, what it actually screwed up for today. And um, it's just really sad where, where, you know, an American citizen or anybody living in America gets screwed by people that have money. Because you know what? They'll never feel that. You know, they don't care about the, the urban kid, the, the city kid. They, they just don't. And it's sad that life, you know, you're taught to respect. And if you ask me, these politicians, people in a higher power with money, you know, background of money, they don't give two flying fucks about us. They never did and they never will. And uh, you know what? I, I honestly could say if it ever went back to, to like uh, Ed Koch, you know, when they were bombing the system that way where, you know, like, I mean, come on. The, the mayor today is such a, in my opinion, is a dummy. Can you imagine the system being screwed and, and, and the train start getting bombed without getting buffed? Can you imagine what chaos that would be? <laughs> no, but I'm telling you, they're hitting these trains so bad right now that pretty soon they're not going to be able to keep up with it. You may see graffiti again in your lifetime. Yeah, well, I, I've seen plenty of them, you know, driving by the yards, you know, sitting on the side of the fucking acid bath. You know, a lot of, a lot of shit flies on the internet as well. Uh, I, it's, that's, that's exactly what it, what it is. It's like, come on, man, break. Break already, break. And uh, I think it would be insane. I got to give it to the Europeans that come over here and smash a couple of cars, you know, and, and just fly out. 
because, you know, they figure, all right, they're, they're not going to catch me, even though plenty of them have been caught. Uh, I got to give it to them. You know, here we are, you know, certain writers, you know, from yesterday, today, the future in graph, you know, they're like, nah, it's not worth it, you know, not worth the risk. There's plenty of times that I say to myself, hmm, should I go? Should I do it? And then, of course, you know, it's like, mm, not yet. One of these days is going to happen, man. One of these days, they're going to they're gonna get put in a situation where they're not going to be able to stop it. Because if they did a lot of them at once, they're going to mm-hmm. have to run them. Well, that's what? like that's like if you just call, you know... It's sort of like the Warriors. I know you remember the movie The Warriors. You see how they get everybody into the park? Yeah. If if we seriously, if we were to get like some type of meeting with, you know, crews and writers from the boroughs in general and just say, "Hey, you know, there's 3,000 of us right right now. What what do you think would happen if Every single person just blew into a yard, you know, or, or, or ventured out into. All right, who's going to the? Who's going to to the A? Who's going to to the seven line? Who's going to the five, the six? That that would be amazing because I don't think they'd be able to hold that many trains back. And if well, that's what I'm saying, right? So yeah. Yeah, I would, maybe, maybe, maybe we should, maybe we should push it along. What do you think? I mean, shit, what I the hell? <laughs> that, I'm definitely done with that. I yeah. don't, I don't really have it. No, I'm gonna tell you why. Because I, I did enough in my lifetime that it just doesn't make sense for me. You know, it, for me to do that, like I'm gonna miss out on what I'm supposed to be doing next. Okay. You know. And the next thing, I'm, you know, I'm in the process of going above ground, you know, so you'll be seeing my work for sale. You'll be seeing my work, you know, in galleries and different things like that. You know, it's, I think that's the next chapter. And and do you have so, do you have any of these shows lined up um, coming up or anything uh, like that? What? I've been doing shows for, for no. I'm saying years. I'm saying now. Yeah. You know, like next week, yeah. next month. What do you What do you have lined up? Uh, I have something lined up. I think it's June. Um, in Philadelphia, and I'm supposed to be in a show in in Taiwan in the end of June. I'm actually working on the all work now. Ship it out. Um, and then I have other things coming up too. You know, things that are being decided. And other projects that I'm doing for myself, you know, and there's going to be artwork available very soon. No, there you go. You have a you have a website at the moment. No, no, I took it down because uh, it was like a crew website. Right. So I'm working on putting my, you know, I want to I want to do it under my name. Right, right. Because it'll just be whenever you do something as a group, mm-hmm. you know, one, everybody can't be happy. Oh, absolutely! You know, that's that's so just the way. That's just the way of life. Yeah. So my next endeavor, the website will be. You know, it won't be under the crew. It'll be just me alone. Because I, I know I can make myself happy. Because I, I can't make everybody else happy. This is true. This is true. And and TC five, 
Uh, tell us a little something about TC5 in general. Well, it's a, um, it's one of the oldest active crews in graffiti. Uh, it was originally started by a writer named Death, and uh, the original members were Death, Soul 13, Karachi 11, Van, mm-hmm. and Blade. And they were the crazy five. Right. And uh, they did a lot of destruction in the early 70s. They go back as far as 72 and uh, they they did a lot of damage but over time, you know, members stopped writing and uh, the, the, the last two remaining guys, Blade and Comet, just decided they didn't want to be bothered anymore, you know, so they started a new crew called the Impact Brothers and then they uh, passed the crew on to uh Seen from the twos and fives, and he turned it into the cool five, and the rest is history. All in a nutshell. Yeah, that's 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 fabulous. Actually, it's uh, the history is is just phenomenal. Now, um, <clears throat> being being in Brooklyn, and you know, being the time that it was, was it was it like hard? To, to, to get into a yard, uh, not compared to today because today it's it's a different story. But back then, basically, you could walk in, cut a hole. Uh, can, can you can you share a story like being in the yards, running into work bums or someone from the MTA? Yeah, well, that was every weekend. Um, I mean, it it wasn't as hard as people thought. You just had to be ballsy. And, you know, that's why it wasn't for everybody. It wasn't for the weak of heart. Because you, you really had to just throw caution to the wind and just be like, fuck it, I'm, 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 I'm going. And once you got to that point where I'm going and nothing's going to stop me, it really became easy. Mm-hmm. It really became easy. We would just walk to that. We would just walk to the platform wait for the train to go by, and then jump down the track and run into the layup, you know? And if we went to the yard, you would figure out the schedule, you know, and you'd look and you'd go, okay, nighttime, night shift, hardly anybody here, it's quiet, and you you cut a, you cut the fence or you find a hole or something to climb over and go in. Hmm. It, it really was, it, it was so simple, I couldn't believe more people that you did it. But once again, it was one of those things you, you had to have a, a lot of balls to just to just be like, yo, I'm going to do this. And unfortunately, a lot of the guys that, that, that had the willpower to do it didn't have the the, the artistic acumen or the style to, to carry it off. So that's why you got all that train destruction because those were guys that just really wasn't about graffiti art. They were just about graffiti writing. So, mm-hmm. you know, you, you would have guys that would go all hours of the day, but they just be doing tags and draw. So it really didn't look like anything worth preserving. And then you'd get that one out of ten guy that had balls for that style. And he would go do this incredible old car and be blown away. And it was amplified by the fact of all the you know, 
the scribble and gibberish that was around it. So if a train car came in, you know, written on from top to bottom and throw ups and tags and all kind of rust, and then out of those 10 cars, there would be this beautiful old car window down wild stuff. That was all she wrote, you know, that, 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 that's what made me so incredible. I, I have to agree with that. I mean, the insides, they, the insides, I, I, I love the motion bombing. And the insides were just so destroyed that it got to a point where you really had no spot to write. And either you were going over a faded tag and, you know, you know, uh, if you were going over somebody good or you, you had reper- repercussion to the face. But at one point in time, it's like, wow, <clears throat> I can't even make out half of the stuff in there. I mean, I have, you know, like many of us, we have the eye to spot certain things. But back then, it was, it was just so... What the hell is that? It was so destroyed that really, you know, there were a handful of people that, that you caught on the inside that stood out because they just killed it. But uh, I, I have to say, you know, I did the motion bombing thing and there was one point where I, I was going to a yard with uh, this guy that used to write Amos and um, I had a bad experience getting in and uh, I actually fell off a roof. And that was pretty much the end. And uh, I was like, you know, fuck this train shit. I, I, I was like, I almost died. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, I regret it. I got to say, I regret it. I've, I've caught outlines, you know, pulling into the station, shit like that. But I really, really regret not doing what I wanted to do. And, and that's a fact. And that's, that's the truth. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna front like like. Yeah, I did that. No, I yeah. I resorted to, you know, like you said, you came from a strict home. My mother would have fucking murdered me. Forget about my father. My I I think I would have rather my mother kill me than my father. You know what I'm saying? And uh, that yeah. that just kept going through my head. I'm like, wow. How about if they had to call an ambulance? And here I am. You know, screaming like, holy shit, I thought I was dead. And uh, I was like, you know what? I, I don't think it's worth it for me. And, uh, you know, I stayed strictly street. The motion bombing, yeah, I, I like the motion bombing. But it was nothing like catching that car, roll into the station. You know, I go back, you know, from the 7 line, you know, Pro, Sun, you know, uh, Angel yeah. Duster, and, you know, then you venture into yeah. the Bronx and you had, you know, scene and dust and PJ and you go over to Brooklyn and, you know, it's you 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 could you could actually sense the 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 writers from the different boroughs by going through the lines. And I really, really got to say, I wish that the system gets fucked up because I'll be honest with you, I think I would smash the fucking balls out of it right now <laughs> you know but uh that's why i mean i get i give it up to you guys and and i i must i must bring up one dandy may he rest in peace i must say that i don't think 
I've ever seen something whack from Dondi. The hand style off the hook. I and mean, if people don't know what off the hook is, or maybe I'm going a little too far back with terminology, the man's shit was just the shit. And and his 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 cause phenomenal. Now, how do you how do you not notice the beauty in that? You know, like the elders, the you know, like the parents, your aunts, your uncles, uh, ah, the graffiti, that that's disgusting, it's dirty, it's this, it's that. But it's not. It's beauty. It's it's paint on steel, uh, adventurous, uh, psychotic, if you want to call it. You, you got to have the, like you said, you got to have the balls to do it. Unfortunately, my balls did not come out. I wish they, I was more ballsy. Sometimes I wish I was more of a, of a how do you say, uh, you know, like a really f- mental case. You know, instead of being like a normal kid that had fear of his mother and father. <laughs> but that's why I love it that much more. Well, the thing you, I'm, I'm going to tell you exactly what happened. Um, what it's about is reward. Mm-hmm. Like, you, 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 didn't, you didn't isolate what the reward was. Absolutely. So... Mm-hmm. You you weren't able to weigh the pros and cons and say this is worth doing. Right. And trust me, don't think don't think Macaray was all peachy keen. Mm-hmm. I had many cases where I had ten cop cars chasing me through Brooklyn on foot. You know, I got I, I, I got a million stories of horror, complete utter horror, where I just thought, This is it. Yeah. This is, it finally happened tonight. I'm going to jail. And and I just never gave up. I kept running, kept hiding, kept going. And each time, I would just get lucky. Like wow! So you, they, know, you never you never actually got caught. The only time I ever got caught was motion tagging, and that's why I am I would never do it because right, I right, motion right. tag right across the DC, and and he 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 um he stepped to me. He took the muffler out of my hand, and he said, get off at the next stop. And the next stop was um, where the precinct was. He was taking the train to the precinct. Oh, shit. And uh, he was taking the train to the 75th. So he he got off at Shepherd Avenue, and he said, get off the train with me. And he was talking to me, and he's like, what are you doing? And I said, man, I'm going to this big graffiti show in the city, and I, I guess I just got hyped up. And he goes, really? They actually have shows for that now? Like, yeah, it's a club. <laughs> yeah, this was, this was like in the early 80s, you know, and and uh, I was on my way to one of the, the most phenomenal graffiti shows that ever happened at that time, which was a graffiti show at the Mud Club. And um, every every writer that said anybody historically had canvases there that night. And um, hmm. I was on my way there. I was just so hyped up. I bust out my marker and started taking tags all the way to the, you know, all the, all, I was going to tag all the way to the city. And the officer just took me off the train and he spoke to me for a little while. And he just said, listen, you know what? I ain't got time to do this paperwork. He was, I'm going to let you go. And he said, just behave. 
And, and just as he turned to walk away, the, the train was coming in, the next train. And uh, he said, hey, kid. And he threw the marker back at me. <laughs> and I'm like, what, like, what kind mark? of <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, what kind of thing? Holy shit. Uh, and I, 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 went to, I got back on the train and I went down to Canal Street. I went to the Mud Club and it was, you know, the most one of the most incredible things I, I ever saw in my life. And wow. uh, it, it just said to me, you know what? I'm never getting caught again. So that was that, that. that's when it, it really became imperative for me to, to, to keep it in underground in the train yard where I had a chance. I didn't have a chance motion tagging. Mm-hmm. You know, I was putting myself in arm's way. Absolutely. So, you know, I just said, I'm, I'm, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Wow, that's, that's, so that's it, incredible. I, yeah, that's I gave incredible. that up and, mm-hmm. and I just said, you know, it's more important. If I'm going to do this, I got to do it the way it was meant to be done. I got to go to the yard and I got to go to the layups. No more motion. I never put the motion back in there. Well, I I think your choice was very, very well chosen. You know, like I said, I mean, me, you know, looking and it's like, where, where, where the hell are you going to catch a tag? You know, it's like, is it really, you know, is it really worth it trying to ride these trains without catching beef? I mean, beef back then was very, very, very big. It was like, you know, oh, sure. when they stepped on your, your, your Adidas or your Pumas, you know, it was like all-out war, you know? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I just think, you know, uh, yesterday's stories and the way it was was just a beautiful era. Not because we lived it, but it, it's just a beautiful thing. I mean, I, I look back in, the, you know, like, you know, early 40s and 50s and, you know, like you watch certain movies and you're like, wow, life was really simple compared to today. And, you know, sometimes I wonder, wow, I wish if we could go back in time and just bring the simplicity of life to today. I mean, it'll never happen, you know, too much bullshit, but, you know, it was so much better. You know, fun was literally fun whether we were you know painting or robbing a car stereo or whatever the case is today the the repercussion is is a hundred times harder and uh you can't you can't buy those memories seriously and uh oh, that's, you, gotta mm-hmm. you gotta remember we're, we're paying for the sins of the past you know so 30 years of graffiti, you know, we're, we're, they're not going to tolerate that anymore. So the, the, the punishment is harsh. You know, the same thing, you break in, you, back in the days you broke into a car and you got caught, they hit you with a stick and send you on his way. You know, <laughs> they're not going to do that. Now you're catching a felony because you're paying for the other thousand people before you that broke into cars. Right. That rode on trains and mm-hmm. that did be and eat. You know, back in the days, you could walk into a store with a with a pistol and, and rob a guy in behind the counter. It was no big deal. But, but we we got to pay for that now. Now, nah, they're not tolerating that because now zero tolerance. Because there were so many years, people got away with that. So, you know, it's 
it's it's just that's just what it is. You know, if it never happened before, people wouldn't be so hard on it. Yeah, I, I, I just think there's uh, a lot of hate, you know, in general. I mean, because sometimes, don't you ever like, you know, you're listening to the news and some, you know, famous person does something and it's like, okay, it's in the headlines and they get a smack on the wrist, right? Um, then you get your average middle class poor class, whatever class you want to consider it, your everyday person, in other words. And, right. you know, that everyday person, uh, you know, got caught with a, with, with a bag of weed. You know, you getting your ass kicked. They, they wanted to throw you in jail, juvie, here, there. And now it's like, okay, well, that guy got money, you know, you, you can't, you, you, you can't do that. Or they just buy they, their way out. You know, I find that in today's world as well, you know, the, the, the high profile celebrities, they get away with so much shit. And yet a, a, a normal person does a quarter of what this celebrity does. And they're getting 10, 20 years for bullshit. You know, it, it's just it's just fucked up in general. And uh, that's why I always say it. I, I tell my kids all the time. I'm like, hey. You think you got it bad? Wait for your kids and their kids. You know, life life is life is rough, and uh, the older you get, you know, we're wise. You know, I think you had a little bit of your 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 uh, your, your uh, adulthood already instilled in you at a young age. But you know, it's do you do you think that life would be simple? Uh, and that no, not let me rephrase that. Did you ever think of like today's life? Like you know, you have family, you got you got responsibilities. Growing up, it was just a different time, you know. But you you still saw certain things like how, you know your confidence was very high, you know, and that's very weird, you know, back then because we just basically woke up and and did. I, I mean, I'm speaking for myself. I really didn't think, you know, but it's just amazing how society could turn the simplest thing into such a, a crime. Like, really, you know, graffiti, you're painting. You're not killing anybody. You know, you get caught. You get caught in the train yard today. You're looking at big time, big fine, the whole nine yards. But yet somebody could kill somebody and they get and they get two years. What kind of bullshit is that? Yeah, but see, you gotta understand something. It was only a crime because poor people were doing it. You know, that's that's what it all boils down to. Yeah. So now you have this, this new era of all these, these 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 kids that went to art college and now they wanna all spray paint and become street artists. Now graffiti owes that ain't so bad. You know? Yeah. It's yeah. Like, oh, what do you think? You know, and now some chick comes out with a little ladder and a, and a frappuccino, and she sits there and she's painting faces of girls all day, and they're like, oh, my God, it's the greatest thing ever. And I go, well, when I was doing that, you painted it. <laughs> because now it's not, it's not driven by poor people. It's it, it, it junk. It's made the junk. And now it's socially accepted. Once upon yeah. a time... You know, I, I remember painting buildings 
and the and the owner coming back like three weeks later and say, listen, you gotta get that off of there. I'm getting ready to sell the building. I can't have that crap on here. I'll never get the building sold. Now you go into to Williamsburg and Bushwick, the guys that are put in buildings, they want spray paint on the side of the building. Because now it's cheap. It, 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 it's mm-hmm. so you know, it's so above ground. It's it's, it's tongue in cheek now. Now it's cool. And and I just sit and shake my head and I go, Well, you know, I, I asked you if I could paint your building twenty years ago. You said no. Now you just let this you know, the history being that he rode over on his bicycle, you know, and he's got to beat it down to his kneecaps. You, you think that guy's cool. And and that's what it all boils down. That's what it all boils down to. Yeah, I mean, I, listen, I respect all forms today, but yeah, when you when you talk about it that way, I agree 100%. 100%. Yeah, I don't, I don't, respect, I don't, I don't respect all forms. I respect my form. You know, my discipline, the thing that we did, we invented this. Mm-hmm. This is something invented. This is, this is the first art form in history that was invented by children. The first art form and art movement. It was built and created by children. So I'm very, very uh, guarded. I'm, I'm very parental when it comes to, you know, if you can, it's art form. I'm, I'm very serious, and, I'm not, and I don't like the street art movement because this, this street art movement is going to eradicate graffiti. It's going to destroy it, you know, because... It's going to force... I, I have spoken to people that were involved in painting jams or in certain projects, and they told them, no letters. can't do letters. If you're going to do letters, you can't be... Right, right, right. They just want, they just want them to spray paint pictures. And I'm like, if you're painting pictures, you can use a paintbrush. You don't need to use spray paint. Right. We use a spray paint for... Absolutely. You know, that's, 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 mm-hmm. that's, you know, when I ask street artists, I ask them all the time, why do you use spray paint? They can't answer me. They can't answer me. I think they can't answer you because they never even thought of it. They figured, hey, you know, graffiti writers, spray paint, I'm going to paint. Oh, no. I don't know. Maybe, maybe no, that's no. what it is. Who knows? I mean, I've seen people painting with brush. Hell, shit! I seen I seen guys doing graph using brush, you know, and I'm like, what the fuck? But my thing is this: I know exactly why only people do what they do. But the the bottom line is this: if you were an art student and your goal in life was to be an artist. And in, in your school and in your neighborhood, you were a big fish in a little pond. Mm-hmm. You know, you were somebody, you were somebody. But then you graduate high school and you go off to art college, and then you realize I'm not that great. I'm good, but I'm not great. I was great in high school. Now here at college, these people got skills. And all these artists soon realize that there's nothing special about them. Right. There's nothing special about them and what they do. 
And then eventually they get exposed to graffiti through an art show, gallery show, some kind of public event. And it blows their mind. And they sit there and they go, I can do that. But they, but they can't do that. What they can do is just draw pictures. And I, and I tell street artists all the time, if it wasn't for the new spray paint, you wouldn't be able to use it. Ah, yeah, try controlling a rust, though. Yeah. No, they couldn't do it. No. They couldn't do it. Probably not. And that's why I laugh. I laugh, and I know definitely not. Let me tell you, that spray canned industry is exactly that word. It's an industry. They sell caps galore. They must be making millions. I, what, how, how did you get your fat cap? I used to get, uh, what was it called? Niagara spray starch. That's what I used to get. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you know, today you go online and they got every type of cap possible. You know, it's, you know, yeah, flare, see, this, yeah. that. But they didn't create that for street artists. They created that to help the aid and abet graffiti writers. <laughs> Absolutely. Because you got because those companies actually sat graffiti writers in the room and asked them what they wanted. Absolutely. That's why some of the paint that's why if you look there they are spray paints that are still high pressure. They're still they they have a few few types that are super high pressure because they were designed to um to um to paint trains really fast with. So the the art form kind of imploded on itself. And I say this because when they when they started inventing low pressure paint, it made it accessible to everyone. Yeah, the control is so much easier with a low-pressure can. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, and then when the, the final nail in the coffin was when, 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 when they came out with 94. Mm-hmm. 94 is the art artist paint. 94 is not Shit. They even have, I think Montana makes it. They, they even have these little half cans that uh, they're supposed to be odorless for indoor painting. It's like, what else are they going to come up with? Well, that's what they're painting on the trains with, the liquid tank, because there's no odor and it's water-based. Hmm. That's, that's insane. That's insane. Do, do you know they sell magnets to put on the bottom of your can? I mean, I remember walking yeah, with a spray can in my jacket here and clickety-clickety-click, and now they actually sell yeah. magnets. That, that's, that's fucking crazy. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's that's not new. That's really old. Yeah, but, but you know, they they put it out there now on the market, and it's like, wow, really? I mean, what what are they going to come up with next? Uh, 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 like a heater for the no, for I, the spray I, can? I, I, <laughs> I, I, yeah, well, why not? So you can do it in the wintertime. I, I, I should have been that. I can make that. Shit, yeah. You know how many times I thought of doing that? And the best thing was. Yeah. I found that, I mean, if you were going street bombing, you know, copping tags, the, the, my, my best thing was I put one under my armpit. I mean, I wouldn't put one down, yeah. in my, down my pants because if I had to run, but I would keep them near my armpit and just, you know, close my, my arms, uh, you know, close together. So this way here, the body, he kept them hot, you know, uh, how many times you went out in, in the wintertime and the shit didn't spray? You know, it's 
Yeah, you know that that's very frustrating because now you just fucked a, a, a can, and and you beat, you know. So yeah, the the I used to what I used to do, which I found very you know very good. I used to put uh, the cans in a cooler in the winter time. I used to yeah. flip them. I used to flip them upside down, and I would make sure before I left, you know, the it, they were hot, and then go into you know like a like the freight yards and i would make sure that i would still once i picked the can that i was using if i noticed it was getting cold and it wasn't spraying right i'd grab the next one and just put it under my armpit and for me it worked pretty good because those coolers are supposed to keep your stuff cool but now if you figure there's nothing in there and it's warm in there i you know hand warmers is what i used to throw in there you know it, yeah. it worked well it really did and uh yeah. there, there's nothing there's not there's nothing more satisfying than coming off and, and being able to walk out using all your paint and saying ah shit didn't freeze up on me you know but uh yeah, I'm surprised somebody didn't come out with like uh, what do they call those things for the beer cans? Um, nah, they got some. Yeah, there you go. I'm surprised somebody didn't come up with a shit. If they come up with it, I think me and you should get paid for it because we're talking about it. What do you think? So within the next year or so, listen. Anybody does that, I, I'm going after them. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh man. But hey, listen, you got any uh, shout outs? I mean, we, we could go on for hours. And uh, like I always say, my doors never close. We could always do this again. I, I'm sure I'm sure all the listeners would love to hear more. Um, yeah. No story. No story is a stupid story in my book because they all fucking good. Yeah, I, I just I just want people to understand what we did. You know, a lot of a lot of writers put in a lot of work, and 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 today's writers are ready. They're ready to give it away. Yeah, and I think I think it's important that we get to the point where um, we're just willing to to hold on to this because they're going to take this art form away from us. So. Right. You know, uh, yeah, they, I they, sort of agree they, with you. It's going to get to the point where they just there's going to be no room for us. You yeah. know, when when major graffiti events are telling the artists that they cannot participate if they do letters, I'm I'm really not happy with that. I think that that's an abomination. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's adding salt to the wound, you know. Yeah, insult I mean, for injury. We, we invented this. We invented this. We we put it together. We created this whole thing, and uh, we 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 have to hold on to this. We got to fight for it. And I'm very aware and very. Uh, I'm just an adjective I'm looking for. I'm, I'm just very aware and cognizant of, of what's happening around me. Mm-hmm. And I, I watch I watch what I align myself with. I watch what I paint with. And I'm not giving anybody a free ride. I've been doing this a long time. 
and I put a lot of work in, and I'm not going to let these people come in and just take this from me because that, that's what it boils down to. Yeah. You know, these people want to just come in, these glorified art student hipsters, and, you know, they, they, yeah. they want to... They, they, they want they away. want the they want the street credit without putting in the work. That that that's what sort of like kicks me in the ass when it's like, you know, here's this person, like you were saying before, here's this person comes out of fucking nowhere. You know, uh some spray paint company sponsors them. They're getting paid to do the shit, and they have no fucking idea what it was like street bombing, period. Or, or, or getting grimy. I, that that's what I don't, I don't like about it. Yeah, but I don't have a problem with that if they are real graffiti writers. I don't have a problem with that. No, 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 no. I didn't I say no, not that. No, uh, 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 back it up. I'm talking about that yeah. person that all of a sudden, you know, he's got he's got the talent to draw and and replicate, and out of nowhere starts pumping workout uh, legally not illegal, legally getting paid and trying to come off as, a, you know, a graffiti writer. To me, that is not a graffiti writer. That's just somebody that picked it up, ran with it, makes money with it. To me, that's like, um, that, that, that's the kick in the ass. You know, sometimes people just don't realize it. You know, they see somebody spray painting, oh, he's a graffiti writer. But meanwhile, the person never wrote on anything illegally in his life, you know, and to the, to the person that's been down dirty to the nitty gritty, you know, that's pushing his way forward without making money. You know, that's like a kick in his ass, you know, here's this guy putting in the real work. And then here comes this one person out of the blue and all of a sudden, like, he's famous, and he's this, and he's that. And and you know what? I, I don't care if I get criticized for it. But you see, like, this Bansky, I don't even know how to pronounce him, whatever his name is. To me, to me, that's bullshit. He, he's not a graffiti writer, you know? Uh, and he's making a shitload of fucking money. Well, but, he, but he, that's not even a tragedy. The tragedy was that he was a graffiti writer. He made the attempt to be a graffiti writer. He wasn't that good with it. He jumped at that. That's the, that's the real um, tragedy in the whole situation. But these people are going to do whatever they can do to infiltrate. Like, I asked a street artist one time. I asked what their name was, and they gave me an alias. And I looked at them, and I said, well... What does your mother call me? And they're like, oh, my mother calls me John. I go, well, that's your name. And they go, what do you mean? I go, bro, only outlaws have aliases. But you, you, what do you need that? What do you need a secret graffiti name for? You know, you're not a writer. You know, no one's, no one's looking for you. No one's trying to arrest you. Like those are the reasons that was the protocol. Right. That was right. That was the whole, that was yeah. the reason. Let me tell you something. True story. I'm, I'm on the train one day and my mother's just staring at me. She's furious, just giving me the evil eye. And I'm like, what is wrong with this lady? So she looks up at the wall and she's coming at the train wall and she goes, I know that's you. 
was a Chris 217 tag. And my name is Chris. And she, she but I know that's you. Oh, and I looked up shit. at mom. I said, what are you, nuts? I said, mom, the, the whole thing is about mystery. I would never write my name. <laughs> Then I had to ask her. I said, well, what are, what, I said, what are the kids call me in the street? She goes, oh, they call you Doc. I said, well, there. If you see that on the train, that's me. There you go. One, two, three. Yeah, she goes, well, you're not supposed to be right on trains. I said, I never said I was. I said, if you see a Doc, it, that's me. I said, I never said I do it. I just said, if you see it. You know, and, and that's kind of how it went. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, those are all the things that 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 these people that are that are attempting public art and using spray paint. I'm like, yo, you you don't know why you're even using it. You don't even understand why the, the first kid that picked up a spray paint. The reason why he, he even was able to get it because most people had spray cans under the kitchen sink or in the garage. Mm-hmm. That's that's so actually that's actually that, how I started uh, with my paint. You know, we all did the everybody shed. First, mm-hmm. Everybody's first supply came from in the house. Yep. You want to you want to know what my first can was? I got it. It's uh, it was an epoxy spray, right? And it mm-hmm. was like a teal green, right? And that, that was my first fill-in, right? I, I used that, and it was all over my hands. Now, it, because I, I took it from, from the basement. And then there was a dupli-color, uh, I forgot the exact name, metallic blue. Now, can you imagine how ugly that shit looked? A, a, a teal green with a metallic blue thin pencil outline. It was disgusting, but that's that, that's the fact. <laughs> that, was, that sounds great to me. Well, listen, back then it was great. To me today, it's, it's a great memory, but I don't think I would use a metallic on a teal green. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Maybe uh, it sounds great to me. I tried it. Oh, you're gonna try it now. I hope I hope I see I, I hope I see what it looks like because then I could say, wow, you know, I think I inspired him some way somehow. <laughs> but that that was that was the truth, and that that epoxy shit wasn't like your normal paint. This thing was like spray glue. You know, it was all, it, when it was on my hands. It was like murder to get off, and it felt like gum. And I was like, wow, this is nasty shit. Until I realized that it yeah. was epoxy. That's the epoxy. You know, I, I I wasn't a fan of epoxy paint. It was very weird, and it took a long time to dry. Yep, it wasn't my thing. Mm-hmm. It wasn't my thing. Yeah. Well. I just I just had a, I just have to say that's exactly the way it went down. You know, you you. You got the paint from the garage, the basement, the shed, your aunt's house, your uncle's house, you know, and 
that's the way it went. You know, it wasn't like today. Kids today, they go online, Ma, could I have your credit card? Uh, yeah, okay. And they just order shit, comes to the house, uh, what's that? Now, half the times these people don't even ask. You know, it, it's right. nothing compared to what we went through, how to get paint, how to rack paint. I mean, it's just, it's not the same. Not the same at all. Uh-huh. But. Yeah. Not really no. But, you know, I just, I'm just a purist and I'm, I'm not, I'm not having it. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not allowing this culture to be taken away from me. You know, you're a man I'm that stands not, up. That's it. Yeah, I have it on my watch. You know, we 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 really have to hold on to this, mm-hmm. and we have to we have to be true to it because when when you think about it, I don't think they have the attention span for these. I don't think these street artists have the attention span to to last thirty, forty years out in the streets. Well, because you know what's going to happen? The, the, the next phase is going to come in uh, like the next fad. And they're just going to yeah. surf on into what's next. That's, that, that I agree with. That's what I personally think happens. But hey, you know what? The roots, it's, it says it all. You know, the, the, yeah. the, the basic, the basic, things that we went through are the history, the story behind this. And like I said, they're, right. they're just going to surf into, into the, the, the next beach. They're going to, they're going to, you know, just vamoose. They're going to be out They, You know, they're just going to keep moving along. I don't see, I don't see anybody today, you know, lasting all these years, you know, to come. I don't. You know, once the money's gone, they they look for the next uh, the next uh, thing that's going to pay them. That's the way it yeah. goes. I mean, shit. Did you ever think you could sell a canvas for money back in the day? You know, I mean, seriously. You know, I'm sure the thought always came through the mind, but you know, at a, at such a young age, you're like, well, I can't get a canvas. Uh, who the hell's going to buy it? You know, th- those were the questions that you would probably run through your head. But I never thought in a million years that people would be getting paid for doing graffiti. That you know, that's just well, me. Once um, it started getting documented, I, I changed my thinking of it. Well, yeah, I mean that's that's a good sign, absolutely. Yeah. But did you really? consider that like you know you had your you had your uh, in a sort of a way you had your cocky attitude towards i'm gonna nothing's gonna stop me so on so forth but did that really ever cross your mind when you were climbing the ladder uh, yeah, yeah. Shit, I, I, really, I don't know, yeah. man. I think me and you got to sit down because it, the, the, you you come up with the craziest shit. I, I would never imagine. I mean, I guess it's because it's the yeah. first time I'm actually hearing it coming out of somebody's mouth. So uh, not not forceful, but as a fact that you could back it up. You know what I'm saying? It's like I, I never really thought yeah. I would encounter anybody like that. Yeah. Uh- I, I once I saw them documenting it, 
I just said this is going to go like anything else that's been documented. Hmm. You know, when you when you have when, you know anything that these kids do that they can mon- they can monetize, it's going to happen, and they've monetized everything. You know that kids do like like even look at like street ball, mm-hmm. and I'm not talking about the I'm talking about these soda companies, the sneaker companies. They put millions of dollars into street ball. Yeah. You know, when the kids each other, it's a thing. So for anything they can monetize, they monetize rap music, they monetize b-boying, they monetize graffiti, they they monetize anything that kids do. Anything. Who would have thought thought that they would have jump rope competitions around the world? Yeah, that's true. (laughs) That's true. Yeah, I agree. I mean, uh, that 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 is true. Yeah, I mean, come on, the double dutch, you know, going yeah, worldwide. They, they yeah. Have, they have worldwide competitions for that. Yeah. So, if, if you know, don't you remember when they used to have yo-yo competition? Yes, I do. Shit, I can't remember the brand, but I remember there was one really expensive yo-yo that my mother would be like, "Uh-uh." It'll come back to me in a minute. Shit, man, It'll they had nice colored yo-yos too. Yeah, yeah, I think that's it, Duncan. I think you're right. Those those yo-yos were gorgeous. Oh, well, my wife, my wife just my wife just rolled in. She goes, "I just said it, Duncan." I, I didn't hear her because I got the headphones on. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, yeah, shit. But what, what did these what did these kids have today that would that they would talk about that we could talk about today? I don't think there's anything really. But damn that yo yo, you just snapped the fucking the lock off of the treasure chest and let that shit fly out the window right now. Yeah. Anything that they can monetize, anything that they that they, if I envision that it can be monetized, that's why I wasn't. I, I knew it could happen. Because, you know, I'm of that age that I started going to the clubs early mm-hmm. and I started going to the underground party. Right, right, and right. And I saw it happen. I saw it happening. Uh, you, you actually, well, yeah, you saw it, but I think what you really saw was the understanding of it and, and took it further. That, well, that's yeah, that's what I think really happened because a lot of people see shit but don't do nothing with it. Right, but I'm I'm talking about being in a room, like being in the Roxy's as a kid, and watching, watching four hundred people show up for a party, and out of those four hundred people, two hundred of them are from Europe. Mm-hmm. On a, a Friday night, on a Friday night, the Roxy's are crammed with people from England. You know, coming to see that early, early, early street culture thing, you know, and, and I just watched and I said, this is going to make money. There's money in it. Shit. And, and, and the first thing that I did money-wise was I started painting clothes, and I made money off of that. I used to feed my family with that. Wow. Sure. At a very young age, I started doing clothing, and I did that for years, airbrushing, uh, spray painting, acrylic, jean jackets, all that. Oh, I made money off of that. Yeah, that was so, the shit, the jean jackets. Yeah, 
And I mean, I was doing jean jackets like before it even broke. Like I was already drawing on clothes. Hmm. I was drawing on anything. And I just remember the first time walking out the house with a jean jacket on, everybody was like, how much? I want one. That's amazing. And I was just, I was like, this thing is going to catch on. And then those jean jackets turned into urban fashion, which became a billion dollar industry. Yeah. Just like just like the T-shirts, the, the same thing with the T-shirts. People started, you know, the, the the promoters. Obviously, you know, a band would go on tour, bingo, T-shirts, and then boom, it was on and gone after that. That's it's it, yeah, yeah, it's capitalization. I I think people just capitalize on the trend, and it's never going to stop. Well, it's, it's well. What's the saddest part of it is the creators never enjoyed the the, the spoils. You know, it's people that just had money and power that came in, and you know they they, they turned it into cash. I mean, one of the biggest industries in the world is rap music. I remember when they did it for free. You know, these guys yeah. for ten years were free, and then all of a sudden they came out with record labels and all these. Millions and billions of dollars made, and these artists don't even get a penny. They're still getting ripped off to this very day. <laughs> amazing life! Life! Life is amazing, isn't it? Life is life is like one day it's this, one day it's that. But I always say, sometimes you just need to stop and just smell the roses, man. Enjoy life. You know, it's getting too complex, in my opinion. Everything is too uh, into the technology. I mean, shit, you could pay a car payment off of your iPhone. You could even make a mortgage payment on your iPhone. You could you could forward money on your damn iPhone. Before, I remember, I used to wear watches. I don't even wear a watch anymore. Flashlight? Shit, who the hell needs a flashlight? Just scroll up and hit the fucking flashlight. You know, you need to know the date, Psh, go to your screen, browse to wherever the hell your, your, your app is, and boom, you got the date, you got the time, you, you could go back into the calendar, you could go forward into the calendar. It's like you're eliminating everything that had meaning, you know, like watches still have meaning, but everything else, you know, you could even take, I don't know if you know this, you could even take a measurement on your iPhone, like you could take, you could go on Google Maps and have a property that you're looking at and you could, yeah. there's another app where you actually, you know, it's like pinpointing and you could find out the square footage, the, the length of the building, the height of the building. It, it's so, yeah. it's so crazy how you could do so much on a phone. I mean, what's next? What's next? I mean, you know, we went through we went through uh, the brick phone. We went through beepers, page sky pages. You know, who would ever think a cassette would be, the, you know, history or or real to? I remember the reel to reel, reel to reel. You had your thirty threes, your seventy eight plays. You know, what the fuck? Your forty fives. Then you know that sort of like disappeared into CDs. So. It's right. you know, the phone is is like a sword right now, but it 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 multitasks, you know. But 
It's as dangerous as a sword because you could stick a sword in somebody and kill them. Before you know it, these phones are going to be killing people because the 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 the, the sad thing is is people walk with phones. They stare at phones as they're walking. They get hit by a car. Oh, they, he shouldn't have got hit by the car. Then they're getting sued and this and that. It's it's ridiculous. Do you know how many times? driving i see you know people on a cell phone shit my car has a fucking bluetooth you know when i got yeah. my car the radio comes with that shit and here i see people yeah. in, in in expensive cars but they were too cheap to get the package now i don't think it is a package i think it just comes with every car but how could you be driving a mercedes and fucking have your iphone underneath your fucking rearview mirror giving you the navigation or, or using the phone. I, I don't get it. You know, before you were privileged to, to have a conversation on a car phone because you remember the car phones with the wires in them, right? Now, you know, you have the privilege to actually speak to someone, but here they are. Now, they, they choose to text. I don't, I don't get it. Today, life is just fucked up. And I love what I do. I love my conversations. I love learning more and more about the history of the, 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 the graffiti writer, the, the man that stood behind his name and, and risked it all. Today, life is nothing but fucking money. Excuse my language. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Bro. And uh, listen, yeah. we, we definitely need to, to you know, catch up in the future uh whatever you have planned please dm me call me anything that i could do to help promote you know offer the show i'm 100 percent behind you and uh shit man you know i think i'm gonna go just relax and like shut my damn phone off <laughs> it's crazy Listen, Doc, we, we definitely we definitely have to do this again. Uh, any shout outs, brother? After I put uh, well, after I'm, after I put you through hell on the for, on the phone call, but anyway. That's all right. I just shout out to anyone that that really understands graffiti and lives it. You know, it's it's something worth saving. It's it's one of the most incredible things ever created. And I, I think we need to uh, be just be mindful of what's happening around us. So anybody that's about that's really about this graffiti life, all levels. Just I, I got I got to put you I got to put you on a pedestal. Uh, that you know what you can, I don't think you could say it any better than that. You know, and and, and everybody out there listening, you you just got schooled, man, straight up. Straight up, old school talk, whatever you want to call it, uh, that's the way it should be. You know, yeah, yeah. Without, without a doubt. Without a doubt. And with that being said, yeah. my people, Mr. Doc, it was a pleasure, an honor. Uh, we need to do this again because I, I know you could just keep going on and on and on about it. And uh, yeah. bless you, brother. Bless you. I'm looking forward to all uh, your upcoming events. Please, like I said, just keep in touch. I will. Thanks a lot. And with that being said, we out. All right. All right, my brother. Peace. Peace. Would you mind saying that again? Once again, the Alski Show. 
support those that support you, check out the website, www.outtocrash.com. Check us out each and every Sunday. We're on Podbean. Uh, shit, we're on so many things I don't even know. Go to the homepage. Click on the link. Be sure to check out Doc5, TC5. The man's got a lot of knowledge. And uh, I'm definitely going to hit him up again for another interview. We out like a trout, bitches. Peace. Would you mind saying that again?